reach us, Seireite, the two welcome. <laughs> Again. Friend childhood, kind, sweet, you're of stabbing, the facilitating, and time all of supervillains frustrating, most the of one by you two-handed asses collective, you're getting involves dream your is that if. Work dream the makes it. Teamwork. <laughs> Hello. Yes. I'm not doing that ever oh. again unless I can write it out beforehand again. If you think I'm going to talk backwards this whole episode, you are sorely mistaken because that's actually less fun for everyone involved. <laughs> oh, that was hi. great. Good Lord. My, hi, everyone. Oh. Hi. <laughs> My name is Del, and today I am joined by Nomi. Hello. 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 <laughs> I just kind of felt oh. like it was one of those things where the idea occurred to me and I went, okay, well, I have to try it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Maybe we should like put subtitles or like, I don't know what you could do on audio. Subtitles. Podcast, but... This is a, this is an auditory medium. <laughs> <laughs> but like something in the show notes going, this is what, this is what Del said. <laughs> well, here. Okay. I can just read it. Four, four words, I suppose. Oh, that works too. <laughs> Which is, but yeah, so, okay, so if you've never tuned into the podcast before, normally, oh, see now, okay, because I've written it out backwards, so I'm just gonna, I'm, this is gonna be an improv moment, but I think it's gonna be okay. I'm gonna, I, 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 I've, I've written and read enough times in my life that hopefully this should be fine. So what what this would have said four words is, welcome to the Seireite, a Bleach fandom community podcast brought to you by Teamwork. It makes the dream work. If, that is, your dream involves getting your collective asses handed to you by one of the most frustrating supervillains of all time and facilitating <laughs> the stabbing of your sweet, kind childhood best friend. Again. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I mean, oh. yeah, like the actual content was, I mean, I guess sad, but like fine. Oh. But no, that wasn't. As you all now know, that wasn't the bit. The bit was the bit. It was the bit. It was. It was an mm. amazing bit. It was. Thank you. Appropriate. Yep. <laughs> high risk, high reward, baby. <laughs> Swing for the fences. Uh. <sighs> <sighs> so, how's the vibe today, Del? How you doing? Yo, my vibe is a whole ass rainbow, and I think it's just in the sense that it's a lot of different things all at the same time, but I feel pretty good about it. Also, oh my gosh, we were talking about this in the chat a couple of days ago about how it hasn't rained here in a bit. We're supposed to get a whole thunderstorm this Ooh. afternoon. And if that happens, I'm going to be the happiest camper you've met in a hot minute. Oh, yes. I love a good thunderstorm. God, me too. Oh, so yeah, yeah, so I'm like, the whole entire vibe is chaotic good at the oh, moment good. for me, I would yeah. say. Uh, yeah. yeah, all of the shit going down in the country notwithstanding no yeah. <laughs> i'm currently pink for reasons that will soon become clear oh. <laughs> a little bit of mystery pink. i can think yeah. of one reason but i'm curious to hear more about that yeah <laughs> huh. honestly it's it's stupid it's fun <laughs> is it oh okay unlike the rest of this podcast so far <laughs> that's gonna be stupid sure <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. I think I'm feeling, like, high on these episodes, TBH. I think that's also part of it because it's all very fighty and it's all, it's, like, they're all these characters. Oh, God, I have so many feelings about, like, these characters 
by and large, I knew these episodes focused on characters that I liked. And then there are other characters that I've started to care more about since this rewatch who also got some cool highlights in these Mm -hmm. episodes. Yeah. So I just feel, I feel energized by all of that. Yes, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, definitely some feelings were to be had. And God, right? Good and bad. and Yeah, exactly. And, yeah, it's all over the place. Oh, okay, should we get into the summary so we can really talk about it? Yes, let's do, let's do this. Hell yes, hell yes. Okay. So we're starting off our epic bonanza of drama with episode 291, Desperate Struggle with Aizen, Hirako Shikai. Oh my god, oh my god, you guys. Where Whoa. do I start with a fight this size? Shinji calls a shikai at eyes and sees through his lies. Oh my god, you guys. Yeah, okay. Shinji is both gay and European, let the record reflect. <laughs> <laughs> no shoes? Come on, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? <laughs> okay. I'm kidding, he's bi. Go on. <laughs> anyway, sorry, yeah, I'm loopy, and this Shinji may be blonde, but he's not that ah. blonde. <laughs> Anyway, I'll stop. That's why I'm pink. Because <laughs> it just uh, popped into my head. I'm sorry. You said loopy and my mind meant to went to my like secret undercover best boy again. He's never coming <laughs> back. Why do I keep doing this? He's not even in this episode. <laughs> no, he's not. He's not anywhere. He's fucking dead, Nomi. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Carry on. Carry on. Carry on. I need to stop interrupting you when you're trying to summarize like in a responsible way. <laughs> Anyway, um, so as we saw at the end of last episode, Shiki has Shikai Shinji. Whoa! <laughs> oh, this is the vibe, guys. Shinji <laughs> has released his Shikai, Sakanade, that takes an interesting shape. As Aizen dites the rumors that he's heard that Shinji Shikai controls the five senses, his whole world flip turns upside down. <gasps> as Shinji welcomes him to the inverted world. Meanwhile, meanwhile, Komamura and Tosin are fighting. Tosin the cricket hollow, that is. The two reminders once again that Tosin's reasoning for becoming a Shinigami is justice for his friend. But Komamura admits that he saw a truth in the lie. No, he saw a lie in the truth. <laughs> and that he vowed to be a real friend to Tosin. And so, like any good friend should, he goes Bankai. <laughs> Only Bankai doesn't really work, as Tosin counters it easily and chips away and the gi- at the giant blade. Tosin reveals a new power and blasts Komamura's Bankai with Los Nueve Aspectos, causing Komamura to fall to the ground. As Komamura lies helpless and Tosin towers over him, Komamura apologises for not being able to strike his friend down. But it's fine, because who should be able to but Hisagi? <laughs> Slashing Tosin through the head and in a badass move, he releases his Shikai whilst the blade is still in Tosin's head. Finally, Black back to Shinji and Aizen. Don't worry, I'm not singing here, but Shinji finally fights explains his Shikai, and indeed the world it creates. Fitting for a man who introduces himself by writing his name backwards, his inverted world makes everything opposites, and demonstrates by drawing blood. Woohoo! Shinji comments that even Aizen's eyesight is reversed, so it's not as simple as just dodging left instead of right. Confused yet? Good, because that's Shinji for you. However, when Shinji goes to attack again, he misses. Aizen, it seems, has figured out his attack, liken it, likening it to that of an optical illusion, and retaliates by slashing Shinji on his back. <clears throat> back with Komamoa Hisagi and a dying Tosin, now back in his human form after a heartfelt speech, 
Honestly, this scene is heartbreaking. <laughs> Bless. <laughs> Tosin asks one last time to see Hisagi's face, but before he can look upon his former lieutenant, his body finally gives out and explodes, causing Komomo to look up at Aizen in rage. However, with impeccable timing, Ichigo bursts through a gargantua and dives towards Aizen. And that brings us to episode 292, All Out War, Aizen versus Shinigami. After kicking things off with a truly epic new opening sequence, Ranbu no Melody by Seed, we return to Ichigo, who has burst just in time through a garganta and who, true to form, hurls a Getsuga Tensho right at Aizen. But Aizen, also true to form, was thinking eight billion steps ahead, even though Ichigo attacked him in a vulnerable place, the back of his neck. Of course Aizen took precautions and placed defenses there in advance. Both some choice words from Aizen and Ichigo's own fears cause Ichigo to doubt himself. Should he have masked up before attacking? Is Ichigo's sense of duty and responsibility and his desire to protect others enough? Just when it looks like our hero might be stuck in this internal downward spiral, in comes Komamura. Truly, truly giving a whole new meaning to the words good boy, because our favorite canine captain gives Ichigo just the reassurance he needs. Ichigo's desire to protect others is enough. And before Ichigo can bat an eye, a whole barricade of allies returns to the scene. Visards and Shinigami alike. And Shinji, truly, truly giving a whole new meaning to the words silver tongue, states that letting Ichigo fight alone would be crazy and that this is a fight for all of them. And with that, the next phase of the battle kicks off. We hear pointed words about survival from Soyphone. We see a battle-ready stance from Kyoraku. And Hitsugaya, also, also true to form, charges in. Aizen says that he senses hatred in Hitsugaya and tries to get inside Hitsugaya's head by engaging him in an irritating debate about duty and captaincy. But Hitsugaya says fuck no to that and unleashes his Bankai as he, in a truly iconic moment, TBH, says that he did didn't come here to fight Aizen, but rather to violently kill him. And this brings us directly to the aptly named episode 293, Hitsugaya Enraged, Blade of Hatred. Hitsugaya is determined. He doesn't even care, he says, if he loses his position as a captain as long as he can take Aizen down. Gein, observing all of this from a distance, seems amused by Hitsugaya's claim that he isn't going to give Aizen a chance to use his Kyokusuigetsu. Hitsugaya and the others, Gein reflects, have completely misunderstood. Guess we'll find out what that means later. Komamura and Love both attack with their Shikai, and Hitsugaya is just fine with this. He says he never planned on fighting Aizen one-on-one, even from the beginning. Rose and Lisa join in the fray, fighting in beautiful tandem. Aizen, however, seems unfazed. He claims that none of his opponents truly understand what he means by power, and then he proceeds to break the blade of Komamura's Tenken, which, of course, causes Komamura's own blade to break too. Slowly, the tides turn. Rose falls, and then Love, and then Lisa, all of whom Aizen chides for being failed mock Arankars. 
Soy phone reappears and then reappears again and again and again and again and again. She's made clones of herself, somehow, and all of them come flying straight for Aizen like a swarm of so many hornets, and she seems to land a blow with her Suzumebachi. But the telltale symbol on Aizen's chest fades, cancelled out, Aizen explains, by his massive Reiatsu. All of a sudden, a blade pierces Aizen from behind. Kyoraku emerges, rising out of the shadow that Aizen cast on a big block of ice, and this gives Hitsugaya just the opening he needs. He charges forward, or is it backward? Shinji is also playing his part, using his Sakanade to confuse Aizen's sense of direction just enough for Hitsugaya to land a devastating blow. Back on the ground, Kira and Iba celebrate. From where she's been lying on the ground, Momo gets to her feet, seemingly in some sort of daze. Cut to Ichigo, who, which, yeah, what has he been doing this whole entire time? At any rate, Ichigo looks horrified and screams at his allies, asking them what they're doing, because suddenly it isn't Aizen with Toshiro's blade through the chest, but Momo. Aizen has been using his Kyokusue Getsu the whole entire time. Aizen really goes to town now. Toshiro falls, then Soyphone, and then Shinji and Kyoraku. Well, shit. Looks like it's all up to Ichigo now. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> like, yeah, I'll say. Yeah. Uh, and that's a word that we can say both forward and backwards. So, yeah. Wow. <laughs> oh, my God. Wait, you're right. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Yeah, honestly, the, that fight scene and <sighs> which one? Just, there were there were. I mean, you know. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I think the whole sequence of that episode, like you saw so many, yeah. just seeing everybody work together, and I mean, it was just as it's a shame it didn't work, but just seeing everybody working together. God, I know overcoming differences and everything. And you know, here's the thing as well: is it it. <sighs> Against anybody else who had any other Shikai technique, it would, it would have, it, it, it's just because Aizen pulled the rug out from under them at the very end. Yeah, it, oh, yeah. But it makes me wonder, and it's something that we can discuss more in the future, like, mm. how long had Aizen really been using Kyoko Sagetsu? So, all the uh. other times they were fighting, was that Momo, or was that just an illusion, and he switched out with Momo at the very last second, or? Well, because... I think his Kyokusui Getsu is expansive enough that he could have messed with other elements of perception and then maybe the Momo thing was not a last minute ad, but the Momo thing may not have been active the whole entire time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, of course, like, that's the, cr- that's, oh my god, one of the many fucking reasons I love Shinji, but, like, he asked the right goddamn question when he was just like, when? And that was the whole entire question until Aizen was like, explain yourself. Like, fuck you. But yeah. th- that was the right question. That was the right fucking question. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. So much to unpack. I'm, yeah, I'm excited about this. God, same. Yeah. Uh, okay, so shall we get to anime and manga differences so you can tell me how the fact that Tozen just d- d- blopped into blood was definitely not in the manga, <laughs> I assume? <laughs> yeah, we can do that. <laughs> I saw that and I was instantly like, there's no fucking way. 
<laughs> okay, so yeah, for Mang- Bleach episode 291, we have manga chapter 387, Ignited, and 386, Bells Are Blue. Um... Minus this first seven pages. So it chops and changes between 387 and 386. Like it starts at 387, then goes back to 386, and then mm. backwards and forwards between between the two. It was kind of... Okay, okay. Yeah. Um, so basically, everything Tosin and Komamoa before Shinji and Aizen. Um, and then everything Tosin and Komamoa after Shinji and Aizen up until the flashback. Mm. So there was a lot mm. of fight padding with um, Komamoa and Tosin. Um, yeah, sure. <laughs> I've written here, anime Shinji gets an extra hit on Shinji. No. Anime, oh. Shinji... <laughs> <laughs> anime Shinji gets an extra hit on Aizen. He only gets one hit in the manga. Hmm. I don't know that I prefer it either way. I think it's it shows that Shinji is more skilled than a lot of his companions because he was able to land a blow in the first place, but I don't think I care very much about whether it was one or two. Exactly. The fact that Shinji was the first person yes, to actually yes. deal damage and draw blood and actually right. look, make it seem that Aizen is still just a soul. He can be hurt. There is hope. Right. Shinji gave us the hope. There's that, and then it also goes to show, even though it's just gut-wrenching in Turn Pack the Pendulum, when Shinji has been working so hard and paying such close attention, and then he still gets fucked over and holified, Mm. this finally is like all of those years of watching actually did pay off. It felt so satisfying that way. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, We've got... Anime had an interesting line. Anime Aizen had an interesting in line. Um, he hmm. s- implies that he used Kyoko Sugetsu to combat Sakanade because he says, if I change your senses. Whereas, oh, when was this? Um, wh- when, Aizen find- when Aizen hits Shinji back. So okay, Shinji okay. Swi- swipes him, he misses. Um, and then Aizen's like, oh, um, it's nowhere near my power, which takes control of all five senses, if mm-hmm. I change your senses. Mm-hmm. Whereas the mm-hmm. manga, he, Aizen's just like, it's easy once you get used to it. So mm-hmm. anime Aizen had that inflammation that he's been using, using Kyoko Sugetsu to combat Sakanade. Whereas manga, um, Aizen's just like, oh, it's easy once you get used to it. It's child play. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Which actually, yeah, so I think manga Aizen's statement then makes Shinji's when question later make even more sense because Shinji would then have this distinct impression that Aizen probably hadn't been using Kyoko Suigetsu yet. Exactly, yeah. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Um, we had, do you remember when we go into the flashback of Tosin? Um, there was many flashbacks with Tosin actually (laughs) there's it's it's a more specific one just before he wakes up as a as um, in his human form again oh god yeah um, it goes through basically a little bit of his um, waking up sequence of why and all the people that have made an impact on him in his past life which has made him who he is today Mm mm-hmm the people that they chose in the manga are more <gasps> symbolic than what they chose in the anime. 
No way. So it starts off Why with... do they make changes like that? I don't get it. Oh, I know. okay. So it starts off with Tosin standing at Seno 46. There's two sticks blocking his entrance. He's not a Shinigami at this point. He's like, why wasn't that man sentenced to yeah, death? I'd yeah. like an audience of Seno 46. Then it goes to his best friend. Then it goes to Aizen, um, Lieutenant Aizen. Then it goes mm. to him hollified with the mouth. And then it goes mm. back to his friend in the grave with the flowers mm-hmm. and him standing over the grave. And mm-hmm, then he mm-hmm. opens his eyes. Um, mm. And in the first image of him start saying, I'd like an audience, his eyes are open. It's just no pupils. But his... Well, yeah, that's just manga versus anime being silly, though. Exactly, yeah. That is a lot of, that's yeah. a, a recurring theme in the anime um, that they've kept Tosin's eyes closed. I genuinely wonder whether the animation team found it d- difficult to animate his uh, eyes for su- I don't know why I don't know mm. I don't know although I'm also just like maybe they're <sighs> I have a lot of thoughts about like <laughs> eyes and eye color and stuff in the anime not only because so okay so there's listeners there's a bit of news we're gonna get to later on I'm excited about like a very <laughs> small eye color moment there uh but also jumping ahead just a little bit so Kyoriko has brown eyes in like a very clear close-up shot in I think it was 292 and normally his eyes are gray so I don't know what anybody is doing right now <laughs> yeah maybe they just can't draw eyes Maybe, which is such a trademark for anime. So I yeah. you think, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Um, and then I hate to break it to you, but Tosin exploding is actually canon. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. Are you kidding? I'm it not. It was such a like pan away and then there's just a puddle of blood. I was like, this has got to be a censorship thing. Oh. <gasps> Um, I mean, there's a lot more blood in the manga, but he does... Oh, that's not going to work. I need to log into Discord. Oh, no. Oh. Oh. Uh, I I was going to send you a screenshot, but I've recently changed my password because of hacking stuff um, that I haven't logged back in on my iPad. So let me... Please hold while I airplay. Airdrop to... (laughs) My phone is called Senel46. Oh, that's really cute. (laughs) Oh, God. Yeah. (laughs) 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 there we go (laughs) i i was like trying to come up with like because it's always because it's always dead which is (laughs) i would name my phone central 46 i suppose god speaking of that moment when eisen was like oh don't speak ill of the dead fuck you he's so he's such a little needler that way oh he is I got a sucker in okay. general. Oh, God. Okay, so the question I have, yeah, I see it. So it's a big explosion of blood, which it's not like it makes more sense, though, because I guess if he were a mosquito, maybe I'd be like, oh, the pressure's too much and his body exploded and there's, I don't, but. Why does he just explode? Well, that's when I first saw it. And with. Is that a Kazushini thing? I don't know. Is it like, is Kazushini like, nope, we gotta be extra on main and really scary? Yeah. Because I, I originally thought, especially with the way that Komamoa just immediately looks up at Aizen, that maybe Aizen had stopped him from saying it and Aizen had done something to make Komam- uh, Tosin's body explode. Oh, God. I mean, I'm sure he could. I've, you know, some incantationless keto or something. Mm hmm. Ugh. 
Because, yeah, it's a very dramatic end for a body just giving out. I just didn't see it coming. Like, you'd think he would just kind of collapse there and then just not be alive anymore. Like people. (laughs) But... Wait, now I'm going... Okay, I'm reading about... Because, of course, when I googled Kazashini, the first thing I get is the Zanpakuto's period iteration, which is not (laughs) what I'm looking for right now. Um... Okay. Here he can pull the chain. Yeah, stranglerings knocking him off balance. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not really seeing anything about blood explosions here. I don't know what that is. I can't figure it out, actually. Yeah, no. I don't hate the idea that Aizen maybe cut it off, but then it seems so strange to me that Aizen didn't gloat about it somehow. He didn't have time to gloat. Ichigo just jumps in oh yeah you're right Ichigo just jumped out of the sky good point (laughs) (laughs) he's always doing that he really is yeah (laughs) Mm. Mm. Uh, but yeah that is all the anime manga for that one okay cool yo I was in my fucking feelings about the relationship between Kamamura and Tozen with this one oh yeah you can really see how much like, especially Komamoa, you get the sense that Komamoa is a very loyal person. Mm-hmm. And you you just get the sense that he was struggling in his fight, but he believes that if he maybe defeated this um, new iteration of Tosin, that maybe the old Tosin might come back. Yeah. Yeah. And I think there's also, gosh, <sighs> Komamura's whole justification for that friendship was both insightful and doubly heartbreaking because at no point was Komamura, it seemed to me, under the impression that a strong friendship is all about getting along all the time and having a nice time together. He talks about that relationship in the context of knowing that Tozen is hurting and that Tozen feels this hatred. And his that th- there was a bit when he said, um, oh gosh, I didn't write down the actual quote, but that thing of like, when you're happy, I will share your happiness. When you are sad, I will share your sadness. When you make mistakes, I I will scold you for them. And when you do something wrong, I will forgive you. It's this balance. And Komamura's got it nailed. So no wonder Komamura felt so shocked by this betrayal because Komamura was ready to take the highs and the lows of a relationship. And I think because of that, he really thought he knew who Tozen was and so and so to see Tozen lean so far in this direction that Komamura didn't expect was so jarring for him because Komamura was all ready to take the rough parts of a friendship you know yeah no pun intent that wasn't a dog joke sorry (laughs) 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 the difficult parts of a friendship (laughs) no it was was a good it was a it was a good pun (laughs) Even if it I wasn't guess so. I mean, literally, the word left my mouth, and half a heartbeat later, I went, "Oh no, what have I done?" <laughs> <laughs> I, I genuinely didn't mean it. <laughs> but yeah, and I think there was something really poetic about the final blow being delivered by Hisagi. Ooh, I know. Especially because I mean, it was such a moment, you know, when he stabs through Tosin's head but then releases his shikai, and he yep. doesn't like his shikai. 
Oh, nope. So overcoming that own fear of Ishikai in order to maybe give Tosin that little bit of freedom by releasing him from whatever spell they think he's under. Right. And also recognizing that, I mean, Komamura outright says, I didn't want to kill you. I mean, he's, he's, he's accepted that he might have to, but I still saw some hesitation there. And I think Hisagi probably also saw that hesitation and jumped in and said, Captain Komamura, I'm not going to make you do this to your friend. I got it. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, it was brutal. It was, yeah. I don't... I don't think I've got anything else for this one. Really? Yeah. Unless I'm I've just something. got... I've got maybe one more thing, and then I think we can probably kind of tie tie the knot on the whole cup... To, to put, put a button on... We can wrap up the whole... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I'm trying to say. Uh, at that point, we can move on from all of the Tozen conversation, I suppose. But yeah. there's, when Tozen is, so there's there's a pretty extended sequence when Tozen and Kamamura are going back and forth about, like, Kamamura saying he never, he doesn't know who Tozen is anymore. And then all of this really frustratingly coded language about how Tozen could see more clearly when he was blind, which I'm also like, what a false fucking dichotomy that is. It's not like he suddenly gained this holification and this there, like, and this ability to see through that. And then suddenly he's a totally different person. I don't think it's a one to one. I don't think it's like, oh, the fact that he was blind meant that he could see things, so to speak. No, I think he just spent a longer amount of time under Eisen's wing and got deeper and deeper into this ideology that he already believed in. And it's not like Komamura saw that happening. So the the idea of, oh, when he was blind, he understood things better. And now that he can see, he's a fuck nut. Like, no, that's not what happened, I don't think. I, I it, It's just a really reductive way to talk about both understanding the world and also uh, <laughs> disability. So... Yeah, don't like that. Just putting that out there. But but that was extended and not canon, so we can blame the anime. Yeah, I bit. know, but it's still really <laughs> frustrating. And I hate the fact that there might be like, I mean, whatever. I, like young kids watching this show who then get this fucked up idea about disability representation. And of course, we've gotten better and this show is now years and years and years old. Mm-hmm. Um, and Bleach's disability representation has continued to only get better throughout the years, by the way. Mm. So... Ultimately, I'm not mad at it, but I still find it frustrating. And then there's the whole, yes, I guess this is a product of its time, whatever, whatever, whatever. Um, so uh, Tozen says something that I think speaks to how entrenched in Aizen's bullshit he is. And what Tozen says is, justice is, okay, which again, we're going to use some fucking seeing things in eyes language here. So just whatever, ignore that. Not not what I'm focusing on here. He says, uh, justice isn't something you can see with your eyes. uh, And it's not something that can be described in words, which I'm kind of like, okay, if your whole entire thing was infiltrating the system and getting revenge in pursuit of justice, what were you actually seeking? What were you what were you concretely hoping to achieve? I don't actually think that's true at all. I think justice has to be specific. I think you need specific goals or you're not striving for anything. You can't strive for a vague concept. It, it doesn't get you anywhere. But then I thought, 
all of Aizen's messaging the whole entire time has also been really, really vague. And Aizen talks about power, and Aizen talks about the shape of the world, and Aizen talks about... His messaging is so vague that anybody can get whatever they want to out of it, and he's such a powerful orator for that reason. So I'm 0% surprised that Tozen heard Aizen's bullshit and was like, yeah, that sounds like the justice I've been striving for the whole time. Whereas if, if he'd had specific goals, he wouldn't have been swayed so easily by Aizen. So actually, Tozen, I strongly disagree with you. I think justice does have to be specific and maybe articulate what you're going for one time. Yeah... I'm getting off of the soapbox now, but... (laughs) Yeah, well, I mean, because, yeah, because Eisen is definitely that person to say something and then leave the interpretation of that up to each person's individuals. Um, And then just going with what their interpretation is and saying, okay, that's fine, you're on my side because this is what you believe and this is how you interpreted it, but I'm just glad you're on my side. And I'm going to work with that. Right, Yeah. right. Huh. So that's all. I just, yeah, I, I think if if nothing else, what I got out of this rewatch is that thing number one, I care way more about the relationship between Tozen and Komamura than I ever realized. Mm. It's really nuanced and actually quite cool. Yeah. And thing number two, I, I suppose usually when I'm watching this fight, I'm just so excited about Shinji that I don't really bother <laughs> focusing on Tozen too much. And I think historically that's that's been where I've been. Yeah, But really yeah. paying attention to Tozen this time was really, really fruitful. And it's enough that I'm now like, oh, geez, I think I might go back and revisit some of that because yeah. Tozen and is fucking fascinating. It, and it's, it's a nice little segue into if you are wanting and if the audience is wanting to kind of find out more about the whole relationship between Tosin yeah. and his backstory, then they can't fill your own world light, light then light novels. <laughs> They're not light. Yeah, they can't yeah, fill your yeah. own world novels are out there and kind of bring a nice justice yeah, yeah. to that whole arc as well. Yeah. Yeah. And then the title of one of the, what was it? The manga chapter that's called Can't Fear Your Own Sword? Is that what that yeah, was? Yeah. Yeah. Can't Fear Your Own It just sword. makes it make yeah. more sense. Yeah. The context is nice. It's just, it's a nice little parallel. Mm-hmm. Oof. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's all I've got for Tozen Kamamura and Shuhei at this point. I think. Ugh. Exactly. Yeah. And it's rest just... in peace. Truly, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'd say rest in pieces. But no, you're just a big shower splatter of blood. So, <laughs> guess not. Rest, rest in ploosh, as the manga. Rest in ploosh, ploosh, as the manga says it. Yep. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and then Shinji. Oh my god, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the whole chaotic nature of just Shinji Shikai is just, really gives you an insight of who this man is. Yeah. <laughs> he's chaotic in nature. He's chaotic, but he's also mastered that chaos. Mm-hmm. He can keep way more balls in the air than your average person. He's really, really good at that. Like, he's there's there's a lot going on, and he can fucking do it. Yeah, he's got a way of just being able to see through the chaos and organizing it in his own way that doesn't make sense to anybody else, but to him. Right, right. It's like if don't go, like when he was the captain of fifth, no one was allowed to go mm. into his office and touch anything on his desk because it was an organized mm. chaos. Right, right, right. Exactly, exactly. He knew where everything oh. was. Yeah. Yep. Oh man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
<laughs> but your uh, your welcome to the Soete message, whatever we call those, that brought to you by. Oh yeah, brought really, to you by. It reminded me of a headcanon <laughs> that I've always had for Shinji. Wait a minute! I wonder if we have the same headcanon. You go first. Okay, so my headcanon is like his default is backwards, and it's like dyslexia to him. And he I really... have the same headcanon, yes! Nomi. Yes, yes, yes. yes! <laughs> I've even written a thing about it. Let me see if I can find it. But yes, no, I absolutely, yes. Oh my gosh. Like, and he always, bless her, he always has learned to speak it. So like he can give himself a, he- a break because he does get headaches if he's been concentrating on it for too long. But yeah, his yeah. default is backwards. <laughs> right. And I think also too, because Aizen is so, which not that he's, oh, we also don't know whether, I mean, I don't know that, that Aizen is the only Lieutenant Shinji ever had, but I think he is really good at surrounding himself with people that complement his own skill sets. We know that Aizen is a big old nerd. So I wouldn't be surprised at all if Shinji was like, uh, okay, reading reading things at length is definitely not one of my intuitive skill sets, so I'm going to put a lieutenant in place who likes handling a lot of that work so that I can do what I'm good at and don't get yes. weighed down by what I'm not good at. Yes. Ah, yes. Yeah. Oh, let me, let me actually see if I can find this headcanon post, uh, because I saw a TikTok, which I may have sent to you. I don't remember whether I sent it to you or not, uh, but it was a TikTok uh, from a person who does have dyslexia, and they were talking about the way that they, uh, the way that the way that they visualize things, and it was kind of tongue in cheek. In fact, maybe I'll I'll send it to you. Well, whatever, I'd have to find it. But the mm-hmm. the idea is like. It was, it was cheeky, but they were like, oh, yeah, well, I'm dyslexic, and so that... Be- oh, I remember what it was. It was like, um, when you when you read things, do you picture things in your head, or do you do something else? Uh, and then the person with dyslexia was like, oh, well, I'm basically cheating because I make a 3D model out of everything that comes into contact with my senses just by default. And they were like, oh, really? And so it was just this one guy explaining his understanding of his own dyslexia. And I heard him describing the way that he visualizes things and engages with the material world, and I was like, this sounds just like Shinji's Shikai. So there's that. And then the other thing that I had as part of this headcanon is that, um, so now we're moving away from the TikTok now, but so he, we, when he introduces himself, he writes his name backwards. I could see it being so Shinji to be like, oh my God, I see things backwards naturally anyway. Oh, Oh, this isn't a weakness. This is a party trick now because I said so. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, Especially because, like, one of his quotes is doing things in reverse is my speciality. Like, he's definitely just doing it as a party trick now. Yeah. (laughs) And even if he is actually self-conscious about it underneath, he's not going to let that show when he's first meeting somebody. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, Aizen writes up all the reports and all... Shinji does have have to do his chicken scratch, you know. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, I'm sure his handwriting is bad too. Oh, <laughs> I just can't sure. imagine he has good handwriting. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh. Oh my god. Oh, that's that brings me so much joy to see that we have the same head, Kevin. <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah. It. Oh man, I can't find the thing that I posted about it, but that's okay. I'll find it later and send it to you. Okay, but, cool. Yeah, the, the TikTok's very good, and I think you're going to see exactly what I mean. If I can find the TikTok, I'll include that in the show notes too, in case anybody else is a Shinji stan like we are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
Oh, I also liked that line that he said, at least, oh yeah, because we both watched the subs. So Shinji says, oh yeah, my Sakanade reverses your opponent's sense of direction. It's like a trap and a puzzle game. But then you probably don't play video games, do yes. you? So I was like, <laughs> oh, so which of course, like it makes total sense. But I was like, of course, Shinji plays video games. Of course, why not? I just why not? They all, they all did. Uh, they god, were there for the launch of the PlayStation, you know. They were there they for every single. They literally were. Yeah. Oh my god! Three a.m. They're all stoned playing Mario Kart. Come on. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, and then online gaming was invented, and it was just the best thing because it meant they didn't have to Good travel god. thousands of miles to meet up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Wait, there's actually something really funny to me as well about all of the visors together. They're actual combatants with actual swords and abilities and stuff. Uh, and then they're all just like playing Smash together. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they they totally have D&D knights as well. Just putting it out there. Oh. Kensei is the best dungeon master. Kensei, that's a good thought. Oh my God. And Rose is like Rose in the RP of it all. <laughs> Uh, Lisa's a min-maxer. I don't know that... I wonder if Shinji just pops in and out. I could see him getting a bit frustrated with D&D, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, because as well as... as I also kind of had canon him as um, slightly on the ADHD spectrum as well. So he's very Mm. much all like kind of... And that's just his neurodivergent way of not being able to stay focused on the same thing all the time. Mm. Mm Mm-hmm. Ugh. I love him. <laughs> yeah. Nah, he's great. Oh, he's great. God. Yeah, honestly, I'm not sure I have much more about uh, episode 291. No, yeah, same. Because it all just kind of, it just flows one into the next pretty naturally at this point, so. Yeah, it does, yeah. Mm. Alrighty then, so yeah, 892 then. Two, 292. 292? Where did the 8 come from? <laughs> 892. Uh, There's not that many episodes of Bleach, don't worry, guys. Nor are there even that many chapters. <laughs> no, there's not. Oh, man. 800 episodes. This isn't One Piece. No. I mean, it, it makes Bye. sense when I tell you that the manga chapters are 388. So that's where I probably yeah, got the 8 from. Yeah, that'll do it. That'll do it. So, yeah, you we got... Shinji on me. Yeah. Uh, 292, um, we've got Manga Chapters 388, Eagle Without Wings 2, Extreme Battle Masters Mix. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and then 389, Winged Eagles 2. Now, I did go back and I did look up where these Eagle mm. Without Wings 1 and Winged Eagles 1 is. And mm-hmm. it's back with um, Goodbye Halcyon Days, which is when Ohime leaves us. Yeah. So it's Ooh. the day after Ohime leaves and he Ichigo wakes up um, in his bed and he senses yeah, Ohime's yeah. Ryatsu. That's Eagle Without Wings. And then Winged Easel Eagles is um, when sh- sh- um, it starts with the, sh- um, with the visors and it's Ichigo dropping off the bandages and everything. Oh, sure. And okay, saying thank okay. you. Yep. Um, cool. And that's it, basically Ichigo preparing to travel to Hoikomundos by saying his goodbyes and everything. Nice, nice. Okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's back when the first eagles were. Gotcha. Okay. Um, manga anime difference. We spoke about this a little bit before. Um, Aizen actually reassures 
them that he isn't using Kyoko Sagetsu. Oh, really? Yeah. Let me just find the direct quote. Good. This is, I think, just from a keep, because frankly, there are a lot of events. There are a lot of individual events in these three episodes over the course of this battle. And so keeping the sequencing straight is actually quite helpful. Yeah. There we go. It's when Ichigo and um, Aizen are fighting. Um, and he oh. goes, and Aizen asks, why are you keeping your distance from me? If you want to hit me, you'll have to get closer. Or are you afraid uh-huh. to do, get too close and lose any sight of any part of my body? Um, that's, oh, yeah. Okay. That's when he says it in the anime. I'm not using... Just double checking. Or was it here? Hmm. I can't remember. It might have been this point, actually. Um, when he blocked his first strike. It was basically during that first fight when Aizen said that... Aizen kind of reassured that he wasn't using Kyoko Sigetsu at that point, where he doesn't okay. actually make that claim in the manga. So he okay, could wait, have what's been... The, what's the phrasing Aizen uses there? Um, I'd have to go back to the anime and listen. Oh, sorry. No, I meant in the manga. Oh, in the manga, he... Oop, that's not the right app. Um, I bet I can guess what you're thinking. You wasted your first strike. You should have struck me while you were holified. One strike mm-hmm. might have finished me off if you've been holified. Try again. Okay. Um, I'll show you your own hubris. And then he huh. tries again. It doesn't reach him. And Eisen's like, what's wrong? It didn't reach me. Why are you keeping your distance from me? If you want to right. hit me, you'll have to get closer. Or are you afraid to get too close and lose sight of any part of my body? If so, that's silly. Distance only matters between two combatants of equal strength. For you and me, distance is irrelevant. Look, Uh if I do this, and that's when he's right up against it and touching Ichigo on the chest. Yes. I can almost reach your heart. Oh! Sorry, that reminded me of another thing I want to talk about that had nothing to do with the Kyoko Spigetsu thing, but yeah. And then that's the... Huh. End of it. I got distracted by Kuaku. Two seconds. Uh... Oh, hey, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> it was just there, and his chest was open, and just... He yeah. fucking does that. I know. God. He is so sexy. I can't. He, he just... Yeah. Yeah. He just I love competence. There. I love competence, and I lo- and he's just so smooth about it. Yeah. Yeah. He's not extra. He's not dramatic. <laughs> Not in that way. Not when he's serious, you know? Nobody's like, serious, you know, actually, no. Yeah, no. He's extra and dramatic, but only when he knows the stakes are low. God. Yeah. What a guy. Um, and then the next one was... I really need to write down actual proper names because it says anime Biakua chose a different part of Biakua's flashback. <laughs> <laughs> no, Ichigo... So uh, when everybody's all fighting and Ichigo's like, oh, that's right. Um, and in the anime, Byakura says, you are the, you are the substitute Shinigami of Kurak- um, Karakura Town. Karakura Town. Karakura Town! Of Karakura Town. I'll be that. the substitute Shinigami of Karakura Town any day you want. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, that really got me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, anime 
has that scene. Whereas the bit from that speech that the manga chose, it's put, no captain of the 13 court guard companies would require help from someone like you. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> right, oh. so it uses two Wait, completely what? different that speeches. That is so different. <laughs> it's like, does Ichigo get better motivated by being negged or by being actually lifted up? <laughs> Well, he's like, that's right. What am I so afraid of? It's the visors and the captains. Believe I can trust them. Yeah. Oh, that's so stupid. And then he's just like standing there watching where it goes. Okay. All right. So yeah, that was that was it. I mean, it was, a lot of it was probably just fight padding because again, it was only two chapters. Right, um, right. But those were the Both two. of these, by the way, and I like I didn't bother to say this in my summaries, but there was a lot of just repeat content in the beginning of both of these, ep- of 292 and 293. There was, yeah. Yeah. Which, you know, I, I suppose I don't mind if something is airing weekly and b- better that than weird filler. Yeah, I mean, like, and we did double check just to make sure that maybe we were like, oh, there's been a, that was a huge recap we just got. Was there a gap between episodes? Like, did they take a break for a couple of weeks? Because it's, uh-huh. you know, we got the new, um, we got the new um, opening and ending. So that could signify that there had been a break between the episodes. No, they mm. were bl- literally aired within days of each other. So it wasn't that. Mm. Mm. <laughs> That's, well, you know what? Great. Yeah. It's not the, it's not the greatest offense the anime has ever committed. Not by a long shot. No, exactly. No. Yeah, I'll take it. Um, shall I just continue then with 293? You know what? Yeah, they just flow so naturally together. Let's do that. They do. Okay, so 293, we have manga chapters 390, Beyond the Death Understanding. 391, The Blazing Glaciers. And then 392, The Breaking Glaciers. So yeah, we got three chapters from that, which means there was okay. not a lot of uh, filler. It was literally just general fight padding, ma- basically making sure that everybody got their moment of fame. Um, great, great. And there was a lieutenant interlude. So we saw the lieutenants twice in the manga, in the anime even. Uh, we saw them at the end when they were cheering and they were like, oh my gosh, they've done it. And then Momo stands up and walks away. That's the only time we see the lieutenants in the manga. So that bit beforehand uh, when they're kind of watching the fights and you see everybody, you see Rengiku and Momo struggling. Um, that's all anime only. Okay. Yeah. 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 Great. You know what? Great. So yeah. That's it? Yes. The majority Hell of this yes. was pretty good so awesome okay whoa okay well hey i think what i'm gonna maybe mention first just because i'm realizing it does tie slightly back to 291 and then we can move on from 291 altogether (laughs) um the part where aizen touches ichigo's chest (laughs) um ever so quasi says you know for Aizen that's pretty sensual tbh um just like on the bare skin like what he didn't have to do that what a weirdo um Mm. uh uh so there is a bit in 291 where Tozen and Komamura uh talk about or Komamura specifically mentions that he can't see Tozen's heart anymore and so of course there's the whole maybe I'm just like trying to find overarching themes over the course of all of Bleach or something, but I do think I'm rather justified because when I hear heart in Bleach, I just always go back to Cayenne because I think that 
is I think that is kind of a core theme among relationships in Bleach, the idea that a heart is what exists between two people. So sure, that was Cayenne's understanding of what that meant, but Bleach is all about protecting people you care about, and presumably, whoever you're protecting, there's a heart in between the two of you if that's your relationship. I, I think it's actually reasonable to carry that throughout basically the entirety of Bleach. So... Thing number one is that the word that Komamora uses for heart when he's talking about Tozen is the same word that Kayan uses. And that's that Kokoro word, that like heart, soul, your whole mm-hmm. entire spirit is a person thing. Um, and of course, I was like, it makes sense to me that Komamora couldn't see that in Tozen because they're actually kind of on different pages and they're not really connecting uh, in a way that would enable them to have that between each other right now. So I was like, ugh, I was, so to speak, kind of heartbroken to hear that. Um, but mm. it felt important because when Aizen touches Ichigo in that way, he does not use the word Kokoro. He uses the word Shinzo, which is like your literal physical heart inside your body, like the medical, th- this yeah. is the organ. It's not a, a soul. It's not a concept, um, which I don't know. I just wanted for for people who are maybe clocking how in tune Aizen may or may not be with like relationships among people who feel things that's not what he's driving toward he's not speaking about the relationship he shares with Ichigo on a spiritual level or anything he's literally talking about Ichigo's physical presence here so uh, but it's a, but it's an interesting point to uplift knowing how important heart was in conversation in episode 291 when it came to Tozen and Komamura. Mm, yeah, no, that's good. Good point. Like, I didn't notice that. Because, of course, subtitles just say heart. Like, unless it's yeah. a word that I'm active, like, I actually know or I clock. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. That, it just didn't clock that time, I don't think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because saying something like, I can reach your heart is so... In English, you can take that either way so easily. But I th- so I think it's important to clarify that no, no, Eisen was talking about th- the physical body. He wasn't like, I can touch your heart. We can see each other on this. Like, <laughs> like he's not being. I mean, he's being weird, but he's not being that kind of weird. He's just yeah. being normal Eisen weird. <laughs> and you've just disproved all Eisen Ichigo shippers everywhere. <laughs> no, no. Oh, I. I don't, we're not here to express opinions in that way about ships. It's just, I have a a lot of questions about (laughs) consent in a ship like that, specifically. Uh, Yeah, yeah. That said, I know there are Aizen fangirls and fanboys all over the place. And so, I mean, hey, live your life. Ship and let ship. (laughs) Ship and let ship. Ship and let ship. Uh, Yeah. I think this kind of, Ichigo finally get, got the introduction to the captains he should have got when he went to rescue Rukia. Like, all of a sudden, oh. Aizen's knowing everybody's names. Like, he's like, Komamura! And I'm like, how do you know who he is? You technically haven't met him. <laughs> Ichigo hasn't? I don't think so. Yeah. Well, I've heard from him. Heard yes, of probably. him from, like, oh, he. Well, I mean, if everybody something. knows Ichigo well enough to just talk about the evolution of his mask behind the <laughs> scenes, then presumably... <laughs> Um, he gets back to from Soul Society after rescuing Rukia and Kisuke sits him down and says okay I'm going to introduce you to the captains of the Gote 13 I think it's probably a Kisuke Rukia tag team and Rukia does drawings (laughs) yes yeah we've got little chappy drawings like a chappy with a a hat on for Kuraku and yeah yes oh that's so cute (laughs) that's so cute (sighs) oh 
it is something. And it's just a tiny little detail. Hmm. Um, and it's actually more of an anime difference um, than a thing. But it's, okay. it only came up because we've discussed this in length a few times now. And it's Toshiro and his scabbard. Like, he was still wearing his scabbard oh. the whole entire time. He was in Bankai and Shikai. Oh, yeah. gosh. Huh. Is it just a lack of consistency? Yeah, Is it probably. truly just that? Is, I mean, I'm not... I'm not... I mean, at some point, it does look like he is still wearing it. Um, and so they probably misinterpreted a couple of lines. Like, there's a panel here in which he still has it on. Mm. Um, that So it was a Kuba mistake, and the anime was like, oh, look, it's there. We'll just add it back in again. Mm. So, yeah. Keeping track of that as an animation team is probably really challenging now that I think about yeah. it. But they, re- they remembered to um, not have... Soifon have her shoe. Like, they yeah, remember yeah. to take yeah. her shoe off. So. Which I loved, by the way. <laughs> it was course. such a cool feature. I was like, they remembered so- the shoe. <laughs> Soifon is so tidy. So the idea that she's fucked up enough that she has to just bop around with that, let up, whatever. Like, I love also, it's like, okay, so Soifon lost an arm, but we feel fine about that. The thing that we're focused on is the fact that she lost a shoe. <laughs> <laughs> but that's really lovely. Like, that, that, I kind of, Whatever. Beat up my faves is one of my favorite things, but that's not what I mean when I'm about to say. I think it is lovely to see this whole entire group of powerful people in various states of disarray all banding together. It felt so strong and so committed. And gosh, that scene when everybody just jumps up instantly to rally around Ichigo, it was so moving. Yeah. I felt really, really moved. And like, if I was Yamamoto in this moment, I'd probably be fighting with them. But if I was Yamamoto, oh Yamamoto, Yamamoto. <laughs> that's the ship name that nobody asked for. Please tell me that's not a ship. <laughs> oh God, I can't talk today. Yamamoto, getting down in Kyoraku town. <laughs> we sound like fake Bleach fans. Oh my gosh. Oh, okay. <laughs> Yamamoto looking up kind of in um pride of all his captains. Like this is the team that he's picked, he's curated, and now without any training, they're all working together. They're setting aside their differences. Cause I like n- none of those guys have really been in a fight where they all have to work together. The last right. threat they had was Ichigo and they all fought him separately. Yeah, yeah. And some of them didn't even fight each other. And then before that, there probably wasn't anything, so. Well, yeah, I guess the only instance we've seen of that really is because we know that the Visards have fought together and do so quite well. And especially, I also, I love that, oh man, when Rose and Lisa fight together, it's just fucking poetry in motion. They are so, and it's not even like they're super, like I think of like Rose and Love as being maybe closer friends maybe I don't know I think they're all pretty close but seeing having seen Rose fight with Love and then also having seen Rose fight with Lisa we got to see Rose and Love fight together for a longer period of time but they weren't really playing off of each other in the same way in just a couple of moments we see Rose and Lisa together in the same frame for like less than 30 seconds and it's just beautiful they just they just play off of each other so well. They just know how to fight together. It's so cool. It really is. Oh, I love them all. I do too. But it's also, it's neat to see, 
Ah, it's neat to see the the current generation of captains fighting together in that way as well, because it's true. I don't think, because I, I, I kind of get the sense that the implication is that things have been fairly, relatively peaceful ever since Turn Back the Pendulum up through to the present day, prior to all of this Eisen bullshit. And mm-hmm. so who's to say how often any of these captains have had to play off of each other and use each other's abilities in a complimentary way. And yet, I mean, especially things like, I mean, of course, Kyoraku is one of the smartest captains there is, but Kyoraku going, okay, I see that Toshiro has made a giant ice block. There's something that's, that's going to have a shadow on it. I got this. And, and he's probably never had to do that specifically before. And Shinji, we know Shinji has never fought with Toshiro, but the fact that Shinji is like, oh, you're going to go all out, launch yourself at Aizen. Let me help you because my Shikai will make that trickier. Like genius. It's so good. It's so good. And I love the moment where um, Love and Komamoa shared the same frame because they're both from the same squad. And like, it made me wonder, did Komamoa know Love? Was he in the seventh at the same time Love was captain? Did Love take over? Did Komamoa take over from Love? Like, you know, but to see those two squad seven boys just being there and having a moment fighting together mm-hmm. it was kind of cool yeah it was that the other one i really liked was when toshiro and kyoraku shared the same frame because we had that assertion from kyoraku several episodes ago now when stark said stark asked kyoraku whether toshiro was stronger than him or something and kyoraku was like eh, in a few hundred years maybe and so seeing the two of them together like that it was yeah. like oh old guard and new guard it was so oh made me feel things <laughs> Maybe, yeah. Yeah. And I do like the fact that Toshiro was almost ready to come, like, come in here and basically lay down his sword, like, quit being a captain just so he oh, can yeah. go at Aizen full force. Do you see that side eye from Kyoraku when he said that, by the way? Right. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Because that's the kind of... <sighs> I suppose, sort of rebel. I think Toshiro tends to be kind of a rule follower uh, until until his emotions get involved, I suppose. But the idea of this is important enough, I care enough about this, and so, yeah, I'm willing to lay my captaincy on the line. I And the vibe that I got from that, of course, it's just a little glance. A side eye could mean anything, but the vibe I got was that Kyoriku was like, oh, word, respect, kind of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wonder, we had this interlude from Gein. Ooh, yes. Who's basically like, you guys are really clueless about Captain Aizen's powers. I wonder if that's the moment that he switched on Kyoko Sugetsu. Oh. That's a curious thought. Yeah, and I wonder if Gein has a strong understanding of when that happens. Is there a tell? Does Eisen have a tell that Gein is aware of or something? Do you think that's possible? I don't, they. I mean, they've worked together for over a hundred years. So yeah. If anyone's gonna know, it, it would be Gein, right? Yeah. Because, yeah, I mean, it's think of it like playing poker with someone. Like if you play poker with someone for over a hundred years, you're gonna know what kind of tells they have. So right, maybe Gein knows at this point that he knows Aizen well enough. He's close enough to Aizen that he can go, yeah, you guys, 
this is it this is the end type thing right 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 especially because we know that Gein started working with Eisen when Gein was a literal child and sure he was already at the academy and sure he was or he'd gone through the academy he'd graduated hadn't he I can't remember uh either way he was he was still super super young Mm -hmm. and we've talked a little bit before about the possibility of powers evolving and Zanpakuto evolving as people grow up and encounter new experiences. And so it almost makes me wonder, knowing that Gein has spent so long by Aizen's side, whether there is something in his fundamental makeup, either as a person or as, as a, I was going to say, you know, either as a person or a Zanpakuto wielder or both, but I think those things actually are inseparable. Is there something in the way that he developed from child into adult to, to the person he is now that sort of made space for, for Aizen in that way? Like, I feel like Aizen has been such this fundamental figure in Gein's life for his whole entire life, pretty much. So if, if Gein has, has never been without that, then it just makes sense to me that something in him would adapt accordingly even if it is over time maybe it wasn't like that when he was really really young but as he grew up and now that he's an adult he's he's we know he's clever and we know he's tricky so i i wouldn't be surprised if part of him evolved sort of around even the massive overarching power that is kyokus wegetsu yeah. Like, if that's why he can see whatever that tell is that Aizen has. <clears throat> yeah, and I feel like they have, pretty much everyone at this point has forgotten that Gein is there. So, mm. to me, that means that there's going to be more to Gein. We've not finished oh, with Gein yet. Yeah. So, hopefully, maybe, things will kind of get explained a little bit more if we ever get around to it. Yeah. Yeah, I just feel structurally as well, it's a bit of a giveaway. Because I think, like, the way the anime has been going so far, it's been quite, oh, here's a little tiny introduction from XYZ character, and then they're suddenly very important three or four episodes later or something. I wouldn't be surprised at all if that's the situation with Gein. Which, actually, looking at the upcoming episode titles, it's like, "Mm, (laughs) yes. (laughs) Like, straight up yes. I think something that we got to see in this episode that hit home more strongly than in the rest of Bleach so far is the way that Aizen, and we've known this about Aizen, but he just did this so consistently and so masterfully, which was so frustrating in this episode, in these two episodes, the way he uses his words and manipulates to get the fuck into people's heads. Good lord. Like, mm-hmm. it. I've said it before, but Aizen continues to viscerally frustrate me. Like, I feel frustration and anger toward Aizen in my body when I watch Bleach, and it's been how many years still? Because the things he says are so pointed, and uh, until you take a step back and really think through them coolly with a with a logical head, they seem like they make sense. I, like, I'm thinking about when Ichigo first comes through, and Ichigo is having his own doubts about his 
mask and about his powers. And Eisen straight up says, aha, you're, th- you're thinking that maybe if you'd masked up, you would have done this. And it's like, you're going to tell Ichigo what he's thinking? Well, so then, of course, Ichigo's mind is going to go there. And then in the same way, when Toshiro is feeling... This is even before the Momo reveal drops. When when Aizen is like, I see, you hate me more than any other captain in the whole entire Gote. Are you really saying that you're not directing any hatred towards me? What do you mean? Are you not swinging your sword out of duty? I don't know if captaincy is, is, is something you're worthy of. Whatever, whatever. And I was listening to that, and I was like... Absolutely not. You are putting words into Toshiro's mouth. Nobody said that a captain can't swing a sword out of both duty and hatred. But when you're making an argument like that, then of course it's going to rile Toshiro up. It is so... It makes me so angry. Mm. Like, because even without Kyoko Sugetsu, he is... With everything that you just said, he is still up there with villains like he doesn't need kyoko zagetsu kyoko no those those are just those are just words exactly they just enhance he uses kyoko zagetsu to enhance what he's already got Mm. which was what makes him just so so good but so frustratingly annoying at the same time i know oh and it sort of explains why he can be so many steps ahead all the time because he knows how to push people in the direction he desires. So it just makes it easier, but it, it's it's no wonder people play into his hands all the time. No wonder. Mm-hmm. God, what a well-written villain who I, I like I, I truly do love to hate him. I think that's sort of my last point for these couple of episodes. Everything else was yeah. just like, wow, this was cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, every- yeah, it was pretty much, yeah. Mm. Now I'm the same. Wow. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> I hate to ask. Um, and maybe maybe there will be more to say about it later. But um, thoughts, feelings, responses, Momo reveal. Because I know you like Momo. <laughs> Sorry for even like asking Momo. the question because it sucks. <laughs> like, oh, from Eisen's point of view, <laughs> it was a genius move. Like, it was so. That, oh yeah, I know. <laughs> but it, and also so simple. And now he's got this. And like further on down the line, Toshiro is always going to be playing on that moment. He is always going to have that guilt in his head. Of what he's done to Momo. And whether or not Momo survives this or not, like we don't know. Oh. But Toshiro is always gonna be blaming himself. And just Eisen has now successfully just gotten into Toshiro's head so much that anything could trigger him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But the fact that it was Momo. <laughs> God, of course. Yeah, which Eisen like, knew. I mean, surely, because it could have been... Oh, my God. Because, okay, I ju- it just occurs to me that, like, of the available options, there were, like, a number of people on the ground. And so he could have... He... <sighs> it's just... He could have... <laughs> it could have been Ukitake, but he knows that Kyoriku's not going to respond to that, so it had to be Momo because Toshiro is more emotionally volatile. <laughs> like, he had options, and he went with Momo, and that wasn't an accident. <laughs> I could have used Rangiku. I think Toshiro might have been shaken up 
by the fact that it had been Rangiku as well. Yeah. He might have been not as much, maybe not as shaken up as his, as it as he was with Momo, but yeah, with Rangiku, so. he probably still would have gotten a rise out of him. Yeah, but not as big a rise. He may have got rises out of other people though. So. Momo <laughs> was a sure bet. Rangiku would have yes, been a yeah, for maybe. sure. And he already had Momo under his control anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he's already been inside Momo's head, so it probably didn't take too much for him to make the switch, or however he did it. Mm. Oh, man. I don't know that I really have anything else. I mean, I guess to say that, like, another thing that might signify that Gein is going to continue to be important, Shinji addresses Gein too. He, like, w- when when Toshiro lands that blow that seems to be stabbing Aizen through the chest and Shinji says, we finally turned things around, eh, Ichimaru? Like... Yeah, that's true. He knows. She, so, you know what? I, uh, that actually wouldn't surprise me if the whole entire time... Because, of course, like, Shinji and possibly the rest of the Visards, too, maybe kept a peripheral eye on Gein. Actually, maybe they all did because Gein was a colleague of a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Hmm. He's just not the priority, I guess. Yeah, they were keeping an eye. Like, they were ready to jump in if he decided to intervene, but yeah, mm-hmm. they were aware of him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sneaky snake man. Oh, man. I guess that's all I have, though. Yeah. Do you want to play the volume game? Oh, y- yes. <laughs> you know I do. Yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's so, it's no Kageyoni, start... but I guess I'll play this game. Fine, fine, fine. <laughs> <laughs> so at the start of 387, we had a new volume. And the poem is this. Oh, no. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, God. Do not live bowing down. Die standing up. Oh, oh, that's beautiful. I know who I want it to be, but I... Okay, I have... Oh, I have to guess Shinji first. I have to guess that, but I don't think so, because I think he's on a Turn Back the Pendulum album cover. No, volume cover. (laughs) Uh, Honestly... Album cover album would be cover apt works. as well. Yeah, I know. For, for Shinji, it's an album cover. <laughs> it's not Shinji, no. You are by mm. on Turn Back the Pendulum. Can you read it to me again? Do not live bowing down, mm. die standing up. Do not live bowing down. That's some king imagery. So I'm like, I mean, Aizen would make sense. No. No? Nope. Not mm. Aizen. Would it help if I gave you what this volume is called? Sure. The Burnout Inferno. Uh-oh. Fuck me. Is it one of my least favorite characters in this whole entire series? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay. It's fucking Yamamomo. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I can't. Yeah. Yeah. Which, okay, that makes sense given what the upcoming episode titles are. That's, yeah. Yeah. All right. Fine. Oh, I was thinking about stuff that had already happened. I wasn't thinking about stuff that was maybe going to happen soon. Yeah. Yeah. Which doesn't even feel like a spoiler because listeners, we're going to give you the titles of these episodes and it's not going to be confusing for anyone involved, guaranteed. (laughs) So keep your pants on. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. So this is the start of volume 45, The Burnout Inferno. Wowee. The Burnout Inferno. Yeah, that'll, yeah, that's pretty. It's not even subtle. (laughs) 
Uh, well, <laughs> if that's the end of our episode discussion, we should move on to delving into the Don guy this week because we had a really, really cool drop. Uh, by the time this episode releases, it'll have been about a week ago now. But for us, we're still riding the high of the drop from less than 24 hours ago, which is another yes. trailer for the yes. October anime coming back. We don't have a date, though, still. We just have no. some cool new shots of people looking pretty and awesome. And short. And short. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> so it Kensei looks really short when standing between Komamura and Kenpachi. Just well, saying. that's because Komamura's like Komamura's like eight feet tall or something, isn't he? Yeah, Kensei's like five nine or five ten or something like that. But yeah, I don't think Kensei really is short. particularly tall. He's just jacked. Yeah, I don't think any of them are just funny. Really tall. I mean, I guess like, Love is tall. Hachi is kind of tall. Oh yeah, Hachi's fucking Hachi! I forgot about Hachi. <laughs> yeah, he's like true. nine foot. No, yeah. you're right. You're right. Oh, God. <laughs> Good call. Good call. Uh, but then I think Rose is the second tallest. He's like Yeah, Rose one. is pretty tall, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's just another instance. The first trailer, everybody looked absolutely beautiful. And then this trailer, everybody looks absolutely beautiful also. And we get a little bit more focus on some of the newer characters in this trailer, mm-hmm. which I think is a cool teaser for folks who haven't even read Thousand Year Blood War yet. Yeah. And of course, like, this spoiler brings the spoiler brings trailers. The trailer b- I'm talking like Shinji today. I don't know what it is. <laughs> the trailer <laughs> The spoiler brings trailers. Yeah. <laughs> the trailer brings spoilers of things that are happening in upcoming episodes that have actually been nominated. So mm, if you are true. watching along with us and are curious, be warned. Yeah, yeah. That's, yes, good point. I just focused on how good everybody looked. I need to watch it a couple more times, I think. But I yeah. was pleased. I also, this is so fucking petty. It's just, they made Ukitake's eyes green after all these oh. years, finally. And Finally. it does go back and forth in canon color panels, but yeah, I I'm just ha- it looks like somebody made a choice about him that was intentional and deliberate, and I don't think that happens very often. So I'm just really happy about it. It was probably Kubo because Kubo has been involved yeah. in every step of the process. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And yeah. I will say, like even some of the color panels that Kubo has colored, they're sometimes green and sometimes brown sometimes and a friend blue. of mine pointed yeah. out that maybe it just means that they're like actually a really nice lovely shade of hazel and they change in the light and i was like you know what yeah. i'm actually i'm happy to buy that um, i'll take that yeah <laughs> yeah i'll take that um so maybe that's true with kyoriku's eyes too because they were brown in episode 292 so yeah sure <laughs> oh he wasn't in this trailer was she uh i don't think so i don't think so because she's another one where the eye color um, in the previous trailer we had, they had changed her eye color to the eye color it was meant to be. It was gray, whereas she's had brown in there. Anime Good. up until now. Good. So I was, I, but I couldn't remember if she was in this anime to see if it was a... I'm pleased that they're revisiting some of these details. Yeah. Um, but yes, yeah, so we got this trailer. Uh, we also got some... This was all launched at the Anime Expo over in Los Angeles. Um, they had some 
messages from Ishida, is Japanese voice actor. Ichigo's Japanese voice actor. Um, Ichigo's English voice actor. The producer and director, and Kubo himself. Um, we have confirmation that Kubo will be adding scenes to the anime that he didn't have time for in the manga. So pleased about that. Mm-hmm. And we did get a little message from the producer and director saying that they are behind scheduled. But this is due to making sure that the quality is the best for us. So, Yeah, I'll take that. We'll I take also, that. I, I, and I don't even feel like this is particularly, this isn't really a spoiler. It's just kind of a thought on the final arc of the manga, which is I felt that there were instances, especially as it got closer to the end, where it did feel rushed and there were reasons for that and so I'm not surprised to hear that there are additional scenes that Kubo wants to include and I'm really looking forward to seeing what those are I think that's really really nice it, yes yeah because there was a lot of there's a lot of fights that we'd like probably like to see flashed out a lot of different um ah perspectives as well yeah I'm interested more in characters them... having more screen time that would be yeah nice exactly too. so yeah that <laughs> and just some some relationships that we got to see little tiny snippets of in the the extant manga that I wouldn't mind having a, just a few more minutes like a one or two additional conversations among a few people who we like who we know probably talked about stuff and got to know each other but we didn't get to actually see those moments I'm looking forward to seeing some of those moments mm-hmm <sighs> Yeah. So yeah, and uh, we still have, but but they still said October. They said behind schedule, but they still said October. Yes. So they still said October twenty twenty two. That's promising. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there was a a really cute moment between um Ichigo's Japanese voice actor and Ichigo's English voice actor, in which they had a kind of a line off. Oh, and... oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh-huh. Morita um, said the line in Japanese and then Johnny said the line in English and it was very oh interesting to hear the different interpretations of the two of them yeah, and yeah. it's something Morita even brought up he said that Johnny had told him that the Japanese voice actors put a lot more emotion into their um, lines yeah but I agree with that Johnny kind of plays Ichigo with more street cred oh so it was really, yeah. I, huh, yeah I can see that so like and you could hear it in the lines because it was very much there were some of the lines they had chosen that uh Morita was very emotional in the in his delivery right, whereas right. um Johnny was a lot more calmer and for someone who's only listened to the sub I'm so used to Morita's voice hearing Johnny's voice was different but you can definitely hear the two different interpretations it was really fascinating yeah it is so I, I feel like I feel like you know this and I feel like I'm I feel like I've mentioned this on the podcast where my first watch through of all of Bleach was just the dub all the way through. This is before I watched anything subbed. I didn't watch any anime subbed and now subs are my default. Mm -hmm. So I'm pretty familiar with Johnny Young Bosch's voice work as Ichigo in that way. And I feel that his interpretation of Ichigo is he plays into the punk thing a little bit more. And then Morita is a little bit more earnest and in mm-hmm. a way there's nothing more punk than being really earnest so <laughs> i think they both work um i yeah. think ichigo seems a little bit younger in the dub vocally to me but that could just be because johnny young Bosch's voice is pitched a little bit higher just naturally and neither of them has control over that so yeah 
Oh, I'm so excited. I'm probably going to watch the, I mean, depending on whether we get like a simul dub or not. I don't know what, how they're doing that scheduling wise, but I, I think I'm going to have to watch both. I just, I've fallen so in love with both actually. The dub mostly for nostalgic reasons and the sub because I just like it, but I like, I like both. Yeah. Um, it was funny because also the voice actors for um, English voice actor for Biakua and for <gasps> Wukia were there. Wengi oh, wasn't there. He was slated to be there, but he wasn't there. Classic. But the um, the host asked the um, those two guys who they would play if they weren't playing who they were. Oh, that's such a fun question. I didn't hear what Wukia said because uh, the quality of where I was watching it was pretty bad and it kept cutting out. Mm. But um, Dan, I think his name is. Let me see. Um, I, yeah, hang on. I feel like I know who this is. I love his work. I really do. Yeah, I know I've said. Oh, Dan Warren. Dan Warren. Yeah. Yeah. Dan I know. Warren, I've, yeah. I know. I've said this before. But Biakuya is one of the few where I'm like, I really can't pick whether I like the sub or the dub better because they're both so fucking good. Yeah. Uh, but he said he'd play Kimpachi. <laughs> oh, wait, really? I don't know that I would do. Yeah. Well, let's see what else he's done. Hang on. Dan Warren. Because I've, I've seen him on other shit. Hang on. What else have you done, my dude? Uh, come here. He's done. Oh, gosh. He's Jigen on Lupin the Third. I can kind of see that. Okay. Who else do we have here? I don't recognize a lot of these people. He's been on JoJo's, but then who hasn't? Um... <laughs> Oh my god, I completely forgot. He's, he's he's caster in Fate Zero. Wow, it's been a second since I thought about that. Oh. Oh my god, he's Sasuke Bay in the Fade to Black movie, and he's fucking Rudborn in, in Bleach Brave Souls, which is so, so funny to me. Oh, man. He doesn't look like he has a lot of Kenpachi-like roles on his resume, so maybe he wants to branch out and do something different. I'm here for that. Yeah. <laughs> Lu Bay on Warriors Orochi. Oh my god, he's Kazushi he's the Kazushini the Spirit in Bleach as well. <laughs> ah, that's so cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, anyway. Anyway. Um, so yeah, that's all the news. If you haven't, definitely go check out the the new visual that we have and also the trailer. Go check it out. The music in the trailer is really fitting. Yeah, I the music feel. is it's fire. Got, it's got such a horror ho- horror 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 harrow that Holla i don't girls. know what i'm trying to say there we go <laughs> um it's and feel but it's also got that european um theme to it as well mm. because of the main villains that we're encountering mm. um it, mm. you can definitely hear those that kind of inspiration in the music mm-hmm but it's good check it out we'll put links uh, in the everything show i notes. see makes me feel more excited yeah. yeah we'll put links in the show notes for sure for sure for sure oh man okay speaking of links in the show notes shall we yes. at this point move on to our shinigami cup peroxide yes, edition yeah uh who wore it best this week nomi um my who wore it best is did you watch the end credit scenes yeah of course Oh um, God! It's... I think I know. What... I I should have known. I should have known. <laughs> oh no! It's actually Ichigo. Oh, is it? I thought this was going to be an Unohana moment. <laughs> yeah, but no. This yeah. was Ichigo <laughs> and him just kind of waiting to pop out, and he's like, "Not yet." 
That was not so yet. funny. Not yet. And it's just his face and Shinji's just like, you could have come out before I got hit. Yeah, it, it's it, she goes, so funny. Basically. Yeah. <laughs> um, this week for my Who Wore It vest, I said Aizen wearing, or wait, well, okay, the phrasing of this is not good. Whatever, you're gonna, you're all going to know exactly what I mean. But th- effectively, Aizen wearing Momo, Momo wearing Aizen, <laughs> Aizen going, haha, it's not me, it's Momo. Surprise. Ooh, you know what I mean. Oh, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Bringing the mood up also, Shinji, because always, but, mm, you know. <laughs> Um, and, uh, best ship this week? Uh, my best ship is Shinji and the Art of Confusing Everybody. Beautiful, <laughs> yes. Uh, my best ship this week was, I, I went earnest about it, uh, and I said Komamura and Hisagi, actually, because uh. I felt that they did a really good job of supporting each other through a really difficult, both emotional and physical fight. They did, and I did contemplate doing those ones, so thank you for... Yeah, yes. yeah. It's it just seemed right. Okay, fandom shout out this week. So my fandom shout out is actually out of some new Bleach Wave Soul units we got. Oh, um, ooh, okay. And it is summer, and summer means swimsuits <gasps> for these kind of games. Oh, I don't think I've but seen these. Oh, I don't think I've seen. They're these really yet. cute swimsuits because yeah, one of them yeah. is Momo. And another one is Asane, and I love both of them. Oh. And then we have Nell as well. But this is oh. Nobuko28 underscore 28. And um, this one's actually Momo, Unahana, and Isane. So my three, what, three of my favorite girls. Oh, this um, is very good. Yeah. Ooh, some of the detail choices are very, very just clever. Just clever. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Um, but it's just so cute. And they're just like, they're so happy. And yeah. I think it was fitting to have Momo happy after what happened to her in these Good God. Ones. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> she deserves she deserves a soft epilogue, my love. She does. <laughs> Good Lord. Good Lord. Uh, mine also pulls from Bleach Brave Souls, but it's not a recent drop. This is a drop from a while ago, but it is a piece of art that only just recently came across my dash. Uh, this is from the Spirit Society iteration of things. I don't play Bleach Brave Souls. I still, at this oh, point, yeah. I'm going to. Uh, but this is where there's, like, some yokai AU stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is just a very, very pretty interpretation of, uh, yokai, uh, an Ayakashi uh shinji on on a little bridge um and it's just it's elegant it's beautiful it's sneaky and sly i'm a big fan uh and this is a piece of art by glass punk art on glass yes yeah Yeah. oh i remember i remember when glass first did this art and it was amazing somehow this has never come up before it was just it was on i was like scrolling through my tumblr i almost said for you page lol um (laughs) i was scrolling through my tumblr and of course i tracked the shinji tag and this just came up and this dropped the more than a year ago at this point but i'd never seen it before and i was like oh lovely timing because i know we're talking about shinji this week i just saw this for the first time four or five days ago it's yeah yeah it's beautiful it's beautiful. That ba- that banner on Bleach Wave Soul was great because they gave me both Shinji and Lisa in Yokai. Oh, money! Yeah. Big fan of that. All right. Anything else, Nobi? Um, no, I think I'm good. Yeah, me too. 
Yeah. <sighs> well, you know what that means, you wonderful souls. Episode another of And the That's. I'm not, that's it. That's all we're doing. <laughs> that's, that's the end of another episode. If you like what you heard and you want to get involved, you can find us by searching for The Sabrete on Instagram and T Sabrete on Twitter. Now, Ichigo and Rukia might reap souls, but we are hoping to reap some five-star reviews, and that is where you come in. Make like our favorite orange-haired protector and Ichi go to iTunes and Spotify to rate us, review us, and make us feel like number one. And to those of you listening on YouTube, don't forget to be like Chad and give us that good, good thumbs up. We really appreciate it. On the next episode of the podcast, we'll be covering anime episodes 294, Impossible to Attack, The Sealed Genryusai. So, you know, maybe I could have used that to inform my... I almost said <laughs> album cover again. Jesus, my volume <laughs> cover guesses. <laughs> oh, but here we are. 295, It's All a Trap, Engineered Bonds. 296, The Shocking Truth. The Mysterious Power Within Ichigo. And lest you be worried that we dropped some spoilers, we did not because episode 297 is called The Extending Blade? Question mark exclamation point. Ichigo versus Gein. So there you go. We will see you souls then. Till next time. Bye. Bye. By YouTube brought podcast community fandom bleach a serete to the welcome. Shit, fuck, I fucked it up already. We're going to try that one more time. <laughs> I can't. Oh, that fuck. was great.